Hi, this is Reagan Sutterfield. Welcome to the Christchurch Advent Devotion for December 21st, 2021. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. The Book of Common Prayer, Eucharistic Prayer B, page 368. Sometimes the familiar words of the liturgy become so rote that we cease to notice the profound message they contain. Yet there are times when suddenly we hear them afresh and are struck by their power. That happened to me recently as I was offering the Eucharistic prayer in a Sunday service. Midway through the liturgy of the table, just before the words of institution in which Jesus offers his body as bread and wine, there is a paragraph summarizing the history of salvation. It shows up in various forms, but recently we've been using Eucharistic Prayer B, which has a very incarnational emphasis. In these short lines, we find the story of creation and then God's journey of reconciliation, drawing us back through the calling of Israel to be God's people, the word spoken through the prophets, and the word made flesh in Jesus. As I reflected on these lines and what they say to us as we move into the celebration of the Feast of Christmas, I was struck by how God has continually sought to be in communion with us. We've been talking about humility as solidarity, of God's care for the lowly, but at its heart that solidarity is really a desire for communion. God wants to be with us, and God has been working to make that possible through the varied pieces of, biblical, of the biblical story. God began the work through finding individuals who would be in communion with God, people like Abraham. Then, coming out of the exodus from Egypt, God sought to be in communion with a people, a people God loved even though, like a parent with a rebellious child, they often broke God's heart. God sent prophets to call them back again and again, but still, union was elusive. And so, in the final move, God sent God's own Son to live as one of us, showing us how to live in union with God. It may be a bad metaphor, but as I was reflecting on the work of Christ, I thought of Roger Bannister and the four-minute mile. Athletes had been trying to break that mark for years, but it wasn't until Bannister first ran three minutes and 59 seconds that it became clearly and tangibly possible. Then, shortly after breaking the record, there were many other people who broke the four-minute mile. Now, it, wasn't, it isn't at all unusual for a top-level sprinter to run that fast. There was something about breaking the barrier for the first time that enabled the new possibility to be available. And that is much like what Christ did through the Incarnation. Christ broke the barrier that kept humanity from living in communion with God, and with that breaking he made available a life with God that had seemed just beyond the borders of our abilities. 
The communion we are invited into with God is a profound reality, one made possible through the great humility of Christ who came to break the barrier for us. Today, one practice that might be helpful for bringing all of yourself into communion with God would be to lie down and offer each part of your body and soul and mind to God. Work from your toes to your head and keep with it until you have surrendered every aspect of your life to God. It is this surrender that is at the heart of the incarnation and thus Eucharistic life, the Eucharistic life Christ made possible. Thanks for joining me for this Advent devotion. Have a blessed day.